Joining me for a look at what's moving markets is MTS Suleiman from Centio Capital. MTS, lovely to have you on with us today. Now it's been a full, it's, it's the first full week of trade for the last month of 2023. We did see stocks wrap up November on a very high note. Imtiaz, as we settle into the new month, do you think that momentum can be sustained? I mean, we've already seen somewhat of a blip today. Are we in for a Santa Claus rally? <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Tauling. I think what we've seen so far is that we've had quite a rally year to date. The NASDAQ is up 34%, the S&P 500 up 18%, and the Dow index is up just under 9%. So we've had quite a significant rally, um, especially concentrated in those tech shares, which have benefited massively. And, you know, we've been speaking about the Magnificent Seven for some time. And that's really carried the market, especially the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, higher. So I think, you know, for the market to move much higher from here will depend on the news and the data that we see, especially around inflation and jobs, as you mentioned. And that's really going to dictate the market outlook from here we've had the quarterly earnings out of the us and on balance they were in line with expectations mm -hmm. but i think you know if things are getting incrementally tougher just from a macro environment with regards to interest rates that have been moved up quite significantly in the us and around the world and we've seen inflation starting to come down but still not yet at the target that the Fed wants it to be at the 2%. So there are a bit of headwinds and we need to see some very good news for the market to move significantly higher. Definitely. Now, following Powell's comments that we saw last week, which was somewhat hawkish, focus has now shifted to that all-important U.S. non-farm pay, um, payrolls report. For further insight on how the U.S. labor market is performing, MTS, we have been seeing somewhat of a... Um, slow down or an easing in that market is this just proof that those high interest rates are starting to kind of seep through to the ground yeah i think when you see unemployment levels come down to record lows you know the only way from there is up mm. and we've seen the unemployment levels starting to tick up it's now at 3.9 percent expectations are for it to still be at 3.9 percent but a lot of that will be dependent on um, the U.S. hiring. And we've seen that you've had a very tight job market in the U.S. with openings, you know, almost double the number of um, applicants or unemployed. So that is starting to moderate to some extent. Uh, but I think, you know, from a trajectory-wise perspective, we are seeing unemployment levels starting to tick up post the lows that we've seen and you know usually when you do see unemployment levels come off their lows then it's likely that you see a recession so there's a lot of talk mm. around no recession or soft landing but i think the jury is still out in terms of where the u.s economy ends up and it's too early to declare victory on a no recession scenario mm. let's move over to some company news now first up we've got nampak that company is just sleeping, slipping deeper and deeper into the red MTS, reporting a loss of 4 billion from a loss of 25 million rand. This comes as the packaging group battles with those foreign um, exchange losses as well as increased spending. MTS, with NAMPAC in the middle of its turnaround strategy, do you think there's light at the end of the tunnel for this counter? 
Yeah, it's been a very difficult um, time for NEMPEC and the jurisdiction that they're operating in, you know, South Africa as well as Nigeria um, has been difficult. Nigeria has been suffering with massive amounts of forex liquidity issues. And we've seen the same thing at uh, MTN, which has a large Nigerian operation, mm. as well as multi-choice. So not unique to NEMPEC, but just in terms of the liquidity issues we know there's massive pressure in terms of the Naira that has been devalued quite significantly over the last six months. And you still haven't seen an improvement in liquidity. So although the company, you know, is operating better in terms of their procurement, they procure in dollars um, and their costs are, are starting to increase quite materially. So they've raised, they did a rights issue, raised a billion rand. But they spent 1.2 billion rand in interest costs. So we've mm. seen the impact of high interest costs come through and a tough economic environment also impacting them. So I think, you know, it's, it, it, it is tough for them. And whilst all of this has been happening, their competitors have effectively been taking market share for them. So it's been a perfect storm for NAMPAC. Mm. On the other end, Alex, Alex Forbes has recorded stellar numbers, double digit growth on the top and the bottom line. What have you made of these numbers? And can you just share some of your thoughts or sentiments on the progression of its strategy where we see it getting rid of its um, insurance businesses for a more retail advisory um, kind of business. Yeah, so I think this sort of um, rejigging of the portfolio was started a few years back and we're seeing that come through in terms of focusing on consulting investments and advice. Um, as well as growing the advisor force. They're looking to grow that advisor force from 200 advisors to 400 over the next few years. And that will add um, towards their capacity uh, in terms of advice. We saw um, the AUM, which is the assets under management, grow by just under 11%. Mm -hmm. And that's been on the back of better market growth. And they earn fees on a higher um, asset level, which is beneficial for them from an overall perspective. So they're a company that generates a lot of cash. They pay out a lot of their cash to investors in the form of dividends and special dividends from time to time. And we're seeing that come through. So revenue grew, operating profit was also up. Um, and, you know, on the back of higher markets, you've seen fee income also higher. So overall, um, a decent result from Alexander Forbes. Imtiaz, before I let you go, what is your stock pick today? I'm going to go with ShopRite. I know it's done particularly well, but I, st I still think they're very well positioned to benefit from some of their competitors' um, challenges. They're still opening stores, um, growing market share. They've had 55 months of consecutive market share growth. Volumes are positive. And they've got an ecosystem in terms of their financial services offering, the online business, which is Checker 6060, and the stores, which are also doing very well. So I think overall, the company has exited out of most of the African operations, um, focusing on South Africa and doing very well in terms of the South African um, base that it operates in. And I think they're well positioned in terms of gaining further market share, as well as benefiting from higher food inflation, which is positive for the likes of a shop, right? So ShopRite, your pick of choice. MTS, unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Thanks for your time and just taking us through the day's markets action. That was MTS Suleiman from Sentio Capital.